Welcome back to the 1009 Podcast. Me and Grayson are here after a somewhat disappointing national championship game, I guess you would say. Uh, with that being said, the college football season is officially over. We got NFL playoffs starting Saturday with wildcard weekend. NBA is in full swing. Uh, Clemson finished up their season as well. Uh, since last time we talked to you, that was right before the bowl game. So we'll probably get into that as well. Um, so, yeah, college football's over, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, it's nice that the football segue leads us naturally into the NFL playoffs, but still, uh, the college game for me is my preferred of the two. So um, it is always sad to lose the uh, collegiate side of the whole football marathon uh, here in early January. But, um, you know, last year, that championship game decided by 110 points. Uh, this year, 21 points. So uh, we are on track for maybe a competitive game next year uh and as much as people complain about the clemson bama you know rematch every single year they played some pretty close games with the exception of when we beat them by 30 but i mean those were some absolute duels um the winning quarterback was throwing for more than 140 yards um you know a lot of things that people took for granted that we're now deprived of um but yeah hardball wins what some are saying is the cleanest championship of all time um as he hopefully embarks on his journey to Los Angeles to coach my Chargers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that game was, it was just, I mean, it felt like Michigan was in control the whole game, but then again, like they just went away from the run that was clearly working. Cause I think we said in the group chat, they should never pass the rest of this game. And I don't know if they were like trying to make JJ McCarthy look good or what, but it's just, it's just a weird game overall. Like Penix didn't look good. Um, the run game was working. For he the, had the uh, gift for four hours. That oh was crazy. God, yeah. And I was sitting here thinking, like I was riding around today, and this Michigan team feels like a Alabama national championship team from like 2010 or something like that with like AJ McCarron, where it was like a quarterback that could not m- make mistakes, and you have a s- superior ground game and a great defense. Right. Yeah, I mean, I. Well, is that the year? There was a year where they played LSU to a nine-six loss and then ran it back in the Natty and yeah. uh, triumphed in equally low-scoring fashion. But I mean, yeah, that era of defense has kind of gone away as good as offenses have gotten. And Penix, uh, one of the more prolific statistically quarterbacks in the whole country in a little while, um, it just didn't have it. He had guys. There were spots to put the football. He just couldn't do it. Um, now he did make the mistake of hitting some guys in both hands that weren't ready for the moment or the spotlight or something. But um, just embarrassing on Washington's part. And I I don't think we can discount the 13 data points before that or 14 before that um, and say they shouldn't have been there. Uh, I think the Penix should have won the Heisman thing that lasted a week was very short-sighted and uh, obviously not true. Um, so I, I think that I'm glad that the Jaden Daniels disrespect has died down a little bit. Did he stab pad? Yes. But at the same time, it's a regular season award, and uh, no player out there would rather have a Heisman than a national championship. So uh, I think that that's goes without saying. Um, yeah, just really weird game. That Edwards run to start the scoring just kind of seemed like an FU-type play. Uh, I think they ran for 18, 19 yards of carry in the first quarter, and then to Washington's credit, they adjusted. And, um, yeah, they had – Relatively speaking, rushing yards in the first half. 
Right. Yeah. And I think they read, they showed at one point a graphic of the by quarter breakdown per carry. It was like 19, four and four. And I think they showed it in the third quarter. Um, but I mean, yeah, you mentioned McCarthy 10 of 18 for 140 yards. I mean, they ran the ball 38 times for 300 yards that had eight of carries. So that's really all they needed. Uh, that includes the two kneel downs. So I'm sure they averaged truly almost 10 yards of carry. Um, so it's and the other side rushing. I mean, Dylan Johnson, clearly not 100 percent. They had him in pass pro a little bit early after he got banged up again, which is uh, curious, I guess. Uh, Penix threw the ball. North of 50 times, uh, barely completed half of them, two picked, one very, very late, and they were in desperation time. But, it, yeah, this is not the Washington offense. This is the Washington offense that didn't score against Arizona State while we all slept, like, six weeks ago. Um, and they were not going to beat Michigan or Alabama or Texas or Georgia, anybody with an offensive showing like that. Unfortunately, the dud came, uh, the most important game, and that really programs – recent history to be honest i mean going back to what was it 2015 when uh they lost to alabama in a semifinal and they didn't score a point or i think or something like that or was I michigan that, state them and michigan, uh, michigan state got shut out because they had like yeah. connor cookers yeah i mean but they yeah. still got boat raced yeah it was not close um so i you know disappointing DeBoer is a hell of a coach like washington Maybe underrated again next year, as crazy as to say. And I say underrated because, I mean, not even a month ago, they were 10-point underdogs to an Oregon team they'd already beaten. Uh, they got past Bo Nix in Oregon to get to the playoff and then uh, beat a really good Texas team, although they almost blew that in epic fashion, uh, something we haven't jumped on here to talk about yet. But um, I think they were a worthy opponent for Michigan. Um, I think the game was at times closer than the final score indicates. Early on, you would have taken Michigan minus 21 and a half. Uh, but to Washington's credit, uh, they did battle back. They did handle some of the adversity, um, but got blinked 14 nothing in the final quarter. And, um, I, yeah, holding Twitter had a night. Uh, ACC refs were responsible for uh, C-plus game from that aspect at best i don't think it swung the outcome but uh that hold early in the fourth quarter after they had let so many handfuls of jersey go both in the trenches and as passes entered the air um to call back a big 30 and change yard play for washington for that uh was disheartening and they said it on the call they said it i'm sure on various mega casts that were not michigan affiliated um so, you know, slight impact, sure, but the, the, the officials did not deliver this game to Michigan. Their defense did. Mm. So um, I thought from that aspect, you know, it was sad to see that focused on a bit, but I think uh, Michigan played well enough. And, I mean, Washington did too, where this game was not decided uh, by some poor officiating. Yeah, and I think why it blew up so much is because everybody – was waiting for that one mistake in a pivotal moment for those refs because everybody, like at least majority of the people that I follow are ACC guys and like know the pain of going through ACC refs. So they were kind of just waiting for that moment for them to mess up. And it just happened to be, I mean, it was, we were on Washington, so it kind of irked us, but was it a whole probably by the book because i mean he did kind of grab him seemed like 
it's the way he did one handed and the guy fell like it looks like a hold. And unfortunately, that's what it was. But there was a ton of other holding calls that they obviously missed on Michigan. Like there's clear grabs left and right, which I mean, they're right. holding on every play. You can get nitpicky. It just happened to be at the one of the more key moments, unfortunately. And I'd rather than be focused on other areas of the field than a hole. But if it's a clear one on one to the quarterback and the guy's getting horse collared you've got to throw laundry on the field. Um, and there, there's one glaring example of that. It wasn't like it was egregious every other drive. Um, I, I think the run defense for Washington was their undoing. Uh, Texas gassed them on the ground a week ago. They just inexplicably went away from it uh, before Sark got inside the 15-yard line with four plays to win it and just drew up garbage. Um, so I, I think that yeah, it's frustrating. And obviously, we watch a lot of ACC football. It's no different than any other week in the ACC. Um, but you just have to play with that in mind and, um, you know, do well enough to where that won't factor in. And I think Washington had every opportunity to do it. Um, but some of the passing locations or ability of receivers to catch the ball was just embarrassing. They're going to hate the tape yeah. uh, from this game because I think they really could have won this game. Um which you'd never think for the final score, but it was a seven-point game for long enough for them to swing momentum and take the lead. Um, and after that, who knows? But, uh, yeah, pretty overwhelming victory for Washington. Yeah, and I think they were in, like, the top here. They were, like, one of the closer teams to being, like, most explosive plays during the season of 20 yards or more. And their only 20-yard play, 20-plus-yard play came in, like, their last drive of the fourth quarter. So that's one key thing that they were missing. Obviously, that got kind of pulled back with that holding. Um, so it's you just don't, if you don't make those big plays, you don't win national championship games. I mean, you've seen it with Clemson. We've seen it plenty of times. Justin Ross down the sideline, one-handed catches. T. Higgins, T. Higgins against LSU. Like big plays win championships, and obviously defenses also win championships. So that's I guess the kind of the summation of this game is that. No big plays compared to big plays in a good defense. Yeah, the way Washington was going to win this game was those big plays. I think they said it on the broadcast at one point. This was the first game, I think, of the season, if not DeVore's entire tenure, where they didn't have a 20-yard-plus play in the first half, um, which I mean, we've seen them inexplicably go dead on offense, but they always mix in something uh, to be excited about, but they just did not have it for – uh, upwards of a half, and at that point, you're playing catch-up against a defense like that, and a team that can shorten the game on the ground, you're just digging yourself a hole way too deep. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Lord knows what Portnoy put on the game. He put a million on him against Alabama. Uh, that being Michigan. I think he so was scared I, to not put a million this time. I mean, that's, yeah, Foul. I wouldn't put it past him. Um, he's... Never been shy to uh, financially support who he thinks wins a football game, especially with Michigan. So, uh, <laughs> I saw him call into their show, Mostly Sports, and say that Michigan was the greatest national championship team of all time. I get him being excited and still being in the moment from last night, but no. pump the brakes. We can count on two hands probably the amount of teams that would beat them right now. Georgia the past two years, Alabama each year they won, Clemson each year they won, LSU every national champion – and except for Michigan, is probably winning that game. I mean, are they favorite against any playoff era champion? I don't Ohio think they State? are. I mean, okay, maybe. Fair. Yes, Cardale Jones led Ohio State. Yeah. Um, without the hindsight of Ezekiel Elliott, 
uh, dominating the national title uh, against Oregon in 2014. So, yeah, okay, one. Um, not that LSU team, neither Clemson team. I wouldn't even say the 2015 Clemson team or the 2020 team for that matter. Um, so I, it's, and that's not to say that <laughs> definitely not the 2020 not, Bama team. That team was dirty. Yeah, no. Um, and then, you know, the best team ever, we dog raced by 30 points, but it's, yeah. yeah. And that's not to say that they are not deserving of this. You play who's in front of you. And although they do schedule just laughable matchups, um, in September and we'll continue to do it because obviously there's no punishment. Um, and they're well aware of impending punishment, but, um, you know, does, I, does this national schedule make so does this national championship, them winning it, like, I wouldn't say disprove, disprove the cheating, but... No, it it doesn't. I mean, it shows that they're still good, that they didn't probably... Right, need the that cheating. was never the issue. Yeah. No, it's they were had the talent, had the roster, they just couldn't win anything. And it's very stark when you put a line through Harbaugh's tenure in Michigan when he started being Ohio State, when they started making the playoff, when they started winning the Big Ten, it lines up pretty damn close. And we'll never know exactly when the kid started doing it. He's now a celebrity. I've seen four videos of beer buckets being hand-delivered to him last night. I think he was in Houston for the game. Um, because we know how the NCAA moves, and it's slowly, and it's inefficiently. And the kids that will be punished for all of this are currently – out of school today in like fourth grade. So it's, yeah. you know, uh, and Harbaugh will be a Super Bowl champion head coach somewhere before the NCAA even gets around to addressing this like they should. Um, I am glad they didn't get disqualified from anything. That felt like a lot. Um, just with how unprecedented that would have been. Uh, I think the playoff uh, yeah, they would have been worse dis- off as a whole without Michigan. So If they get disqualified, you they more than likely put Florida State in there. And we see how that ended up with Georgia. Uh, I maintain that Florida State deserved to be in. And yeah. I don't necessarily blame the players for mass exodusing, but it was very, very clear before that game that that was going to be a murder because you had two different mindsets from being essentially snubbed. Georgia, who had just lost to Alabama, despite being a vastly better team, you could argue still Georgia's the best team in the country. Uh, they just had one chance to prove it on a neutral field in their home state, and they lost to Nick Saban again, and they rebuilt that mental block that had kept them from winning anything of note uh, prior to two years ago. So I, I think that they were very, very mad. Now Brock Bowers sat, um, and that there's probably notable guys, one or two, that I'm not thinking of that sat. Bowers was the best player outside of Jared Verse that sat for either team electively. Um, obviously, Jordan Travis is the best player not on the field. But, um, yeah, and Florida State had a lot of transfers, including Rodemaker, who led them to a couple wins and put them, in my eyes, in a spot to qualify for the playoff. Um, unblemished 13-0 regular season, they beat Louisville and Charlotte. Um, but they didn't pass the eye test, which I think is just ridiculous. Uh, the eye test is the zero, in my opinion. Um, and, you know... Would they have lost by this margin or more to any of the other three teams? Maybe, but I, you know, I said it to Jacob a month ago. We get 20-point blowouts almost every playoff. This was by far the best playoff semifinal-wise. We had two games that came down to the last play. We've never had that. Um, So I'm glad that 
even in the face of the biggest snub in the history of the playoff, we did get um, the best pair in the same year of semifinals. And I don't think that makes one thing of the other less true, but um, it was good to see as a neutral fan with Clemson well out of the race. Um, two worthwhile must-watch games uh, to get these two teams the championship. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, Georgia just had a different mindset entirely um, heading into that, what was it, 63-3? or And they yeah. could have written a score in. So, I, I mean, Florida State rolled over, gave up, and, you know, kind of vacated the program. Um, you know, the roster was bare bones. They had less scholarship guys up than A&M probably, and they were down to like 50. Uh, so I, I don't think either approach is wrong, but it was very clear. Um, and Georgia's favorite against them at full strength anyway. So I think that needs to be said too. Uh, but yeah, Kirby Smart, a bit better of a motivator than perhaps Norvell, which fine. Um, I think those were the two teams next out, certainly. So, um, you know, I don't think we should penalize Florida State for handling it like they did. And for the the people, the AP polls an atrocity, but for them to put Georgia ahead of Alabama in the final AP poll and drop it at two in the morning, like we would never notice and see that is, I think, ridiculous. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Where was that two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Um, I just, tying- I don't understand. And then having Oregon and Florida State tied for sixth. That was stupid, too. I just Yeah. Speaking of undeserving teams, when are we going to have the G5 conversation? Because Tulane last year, God love them, they won. Was it the Rose Bowl? Cotton Bowl? No, it was Cotton Bowl. They beat Southern Cal. Cotton Bowl. Right. One of the best games of the bowl season. That Liberty team was so damn bad, and they scheduled – you think Michigan's non-conference is bad? They had, like, a bottom 20 – schedule in the country and they go and they play a also pissed off Oregon team and I know Knicks played and they ran it up and but they that game was unwatchable 10 minutes in. yeah I'm sorry but a G5 should not be in the playoffs um I'm we saw it once no, I think Cincinnati's I, I think teams like that in that situation with how the other teams fell I have no problem with them getting in because we've had teams Oklahoma Notre Dame Michigan State Etc. get their asses kicked by three touchdowns worse than what Cincinnati did. Um, so I don't think they should be disqualified from it. But if we're going to give them a locked-in for sure spot every year, we may want to look at qualifiers to avoid a team like Liberty scheduling like cowards, knowing they were probably going to win every game, having a Tennessee transfer at quarterback, and then go on national stage and they just get embarrassed, and it's unwatchable, and we have a New Year's Six yeah. game that no one's, I mean, no one's watching. And I know they probably lost by 30 points less than Florida State, but I, Florida State at least at one time had a team that would compete with Georgia. Liberty never did, ever. And I think a lot of people saw it coming. It was like the second biggest spread of all the bowl games, like 17 points, something ridiculous like that. Um and I think Florida State closed at 24, but that was after just a tidal wave of opt-outs and draft declarations and things like that. So, um, yeah, the Liberty piece was also, I think, disheartening just given, again, how well Tulane represented the G5 last year. Yeah, so uh, I still feel like once we get to the 12-team, then I, I, mean, I like the four-team. 
I know at most six would probably six or eight, but like twelve is it's just get it's gonna get out of hand. And I think twelve is a terrible idea. Um, yeah, we're gonna have three lost teams. If they have a kid that's a projected top ten draft pick, they are going to sit out. I promise you, starting next year, we will have guys opt out of these games because if you're a twelve seed. Going to Athens, going to Tuscaloosa, going wherever, like catching 12 points, you're not playing. You're just not. Because, God forbid, you shock the world and beat a team like that, you still need like three more wins. It's just asinine. Um, so it's not going to fix opt outs. I don't think if you're outside the top, call it six, you don't deserve a chance at the championship. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I know the NFL is at what, seven now? Yeah, seven. Almost double that. I don't even like the seventh team in the NFL, to be quite yeah. frank. But I, you know, you got Steelers sneaking in, which we'll talk to in a little bit. Damn, they're gonna teams aren't sneak worthy. in and bow out. No, they're not. And you play the game, but yeah, um, it's just I don't understand it. If the Steelers can make the NFL playoffs, why the hell can Florida State not make the college football playoff? Like that's I, you're talking about deserving. I mean. And we'll get to the NFL playoffs. But it's, yeah, I don't get it. 12 is a cash grab. Um, and if you think they're going to stop at 12, I have a pretty good tell you because there's no chance they stop at 12. And that's why yeah. I think six or eight was a good intermediate step to see if beyond four is worthwhile. Now, I know the last thing they care about is student athletes, but. Does it benefit the product, not the marketability, not how many commercials you can squeeze in, but the product itself, the game on the field? Does that get better if you let five and six or five, six, seven, and eight play for the chance at the title? I don't think so, but I'm willing to see six or eight. But anything after eight, you lose me. I, I'm sorry, but yeah, I I mean, who was the who was twelve in the last eight people? It's going to be somebody like garbage. I guarantee you. I'm pulling it up now. Give me one second. Three loss LSU. Yeah. <laughs> they have a terrible defense. Now, well, the zoo at eight, that'd be fun. This is also post no, bowl. So LSU right wouldn't have gotten in. I was about to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, they wouldn't have gotten in because uh, Liberty would have been in because they were the other no, G5 automatic qualifier. Yeah, they would have gotten murdered. I think it was. Hold on. Let's go. Look. Oklahoma. Oklahoma was 12. No yeah. chance. Ole Miss was 11. No chance. Penn State, 10. No chance. Now, Missouri. Missouri oh, at nine. See. That feels like a good Mendoza line. What would. That uh really does. Would Michigan and Washington, would they have gotten the buys? Uh, yeah. I think top four get buys. So Florida State would have probably played, uh, what's it called, Liberty. That would have been least watched game ever. I could see Florida State losing that game after. Uh, Georgia, Ole Miss, Ohio State, Penn State, Oregon, Missouri. That's just so many rematches of games we've already seen, and I get that. That does produce different results a good bit of the time, but do we really need to rehash conference games in the playoffs? I I don't think so. Now, if you know we get a Georgia Bama title game again, 
sure, but I I don't understand it. And I mean, you know, moving to obviously in everyone's eyes the most important bowl game of the entire season, uh, the Gator Bowl, which was played by Clemson or Bailey's favorite team and Clemson. Um, so I, I think that Correct. you know Clemson is a nine-win program uh, that has no alternative answer for having no answer at quarterback. Uh, they will reload the defense that has been a mainstay of the entire run uh, as we've gone between nine and 15 wins as a, as a program. So I, I think that, you know, Wes silenced a lot of the, I think early to speak doubters. Um, so I, Clemson was not good this year, uh, especially relative to expectations, which may have been too high, but it's a product of what this team has accomplished in the very recent history. Although 2018 is not getting any closer. Um, now, 2020 is a blink of an eye from now, but I just think that you can only rest on your laurels for so long and point to past results as proof of concept, especially when the game is changing and our head coach is not. Um, and he apparently is fighting harder on the basketball court than in the transfer portal because he was at Clemson's shocking defeat in basketball to a good team um, with his pretty nice shiner on his face. And, of course, Twitter was alight with glee that Dabo looked like he had his ass kicked. So, uh, thankfully, he did not. He took an elbow, hopefully, from someone important enough to not get fired for that. Um, although, you know, behind the scenes incidents don't usually lead to firings as we can usually, uh, lean on, especially no matter not. what fourth string punter gets mad. Uh, so I think that, especially, uh, punches or anything. Right. Yeah. Um, with gloves, so it didn't count. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, something else that will be included in Clemson's 30 for 30, they will never give ESPN permission to film, but, um, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm nervous for the program because Garrett Riley will have another year. Uh, Will Shipley has elected to declare for the NFL draft. Um, that is, by definition, a choice. Yeah, I think everybody was kind of in agreement. In a support was... group with Deion Kane soon and Ray McLeod uh, because he won't even get drafted. Yeah. I would stand by that. He will not get drafted. I don't know that he will. I want him to. He's going to be playing in the spring he, before he plays in the NFL. It's just because the best running back in the sport is a white guy does not mean that's something the NFL is actively seeking out. Especially if you have a bit of a ball on the ground issue and meshes don't go well, which if you think they're going to blame a franchise quarterback in the NFL or a rookie running back, I have very bad news for you. Uh, I wouldn't buy a Shipley jersey just yet. Um, I think he will enter a rookie minicamp or a training camp with the team. I just don't know how long that lasts. I refuse to believe that CMC is 5'11", and Will Shipley is also 5'11". I mean, yeah, it's that. Yeah, it's. I refuse to believe it's the mold. But so when the Panthers draft him, what will your reaction be? Uh, <laughs> good thing we ain't drafting him in the fourth round or the first round. Yeah, that uh, the Bears may do it just to taunt 
uh, the Panthers, who have never drafted a Clemson player, I believe. So. Yeah. I don't. It, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think he will get drafted. Uh, Clemson has seen generous bumps in draft stock because of Clemson before. Running back's a tricky one because uh, the goal is to find a really, really good one and then not pay him for as long as possible. Um, so, I mean, I, we're about to witness Derrick Henry pushed out of Tennessee. So, uh, if he's not exempt from it, then no one really is. Uh, Austin Eckler, a candidate for that too. Um, so, I, I think that, you know, he is good enough to be on a 53-man roster. Whether or not he will survive the draft process and camp cuts to prove that, I, I really don't know. I was a little surprised by that announcement, uh, to be honest. I thought he would enter the portal, feel the heat uh, from his stable date in uh, Phil Maffa and look for greener grass and more snaps. But... Um, yeah, I, you know, Clemson may have one or two first-round picks this year. He will not be among them, but uh, running backs rarely are, um, even with ETN being a recent guy. So, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Um, you know, it that was one of the more puzzling draft declarations since maybe Dion and Ray Ray, although Ray Ray has found a niche uh, in the Bay as a return specialist and um, – Pretty versatile receiver for them. So, uh, who knows? Um, but, yeah, not advisable, I guess, is a good way to put that. Uh, but, yeah, Clemson season mercifully over. So, now we turn to, uh, well, let's say Brad Barnell, but of course not. So, we turn to Valerie Cagle uh, to lead a Clemson program to greatness because it's not going to happen in Will John and – I am still at a loss for words how the regional host curse lives on uh, on the baseball field. That's it's just we're we're cursed of that, <laughs> like you said. I mean, we go to a place and we just don't come out of it, and if we host, we just don't come out of it. I think we were preseason ranked in a couple of uh, uh, publishments because I saw one. I think that was perfect game. And then I do believe that D1 Baseball also had us top 25. That feels warranted. Um, I'd much rather start at the low end of that and work our way up rather than start at the top and people just wait for a reason to bump us down. But, um, you know, exciting things to come in the spring, um, to say the least. I mean, Clemson's not a one-trick pony. Athletically, it's won another soccer national championship. Uh, second in three years there, something that both football programs now have to their name recently. So uh, there's a lot of things going on. Clemson-wise, we'll cover them uh, to the best of our ability, although I am maybe the biggest cynic when it comes to Clemson men's basketball. So uh, just a forewarning on that, if you've not heard one of my 15 rants on why we should um, old yeller, Brad Brownell, but, um, you know, I'm open to the possibility of him proving me wrong. And I doubt it. Uh, yeah, I do too. Um, but the NFL playoffs have started. The Chargers are out. The Panthers are out. JK really? To gravitate towards teams that do well. So I'm sure he has latched onto a team that is in the playoffs. 
No, he had the, the Jaguars Sus- and they're out. The Bengals and the Jaguars are not in it. Uh, Jacksonville and Philadelphia both just complete collapses of the last six weeks of the season. Um, Philadelphia limp- limping into the playoffs. Jacksonville was sent home by Mike Vrabel in his last game as a Titans head coach. Um, shockingly. So, um, you know, when yeah, Harbaugh goes was... to Vegas, I think that that seemed mutual. There's no way. I don't think you fire a guy because the team tanked after you traded A.J. Brown and missed on a first-round pick. Uh, that does not make any sense to me. Um, so, you know, Mike Vrabel, of current NFL coaches, the best name on the market, I think. Um, and you yeah. could slot Harbaugh in ahead of him should he actually come to the NFL again. Um, and I think I would much rather have Vrabel than Belichick. There's a lot of Patriots-related buzz around Vrabel. So uh, who knows? But, um, yeah, Ravens and Niners are the one seeds, so they will not be playing this weekend in super wildcard weekend. Um, Packers and Steelers, the seven seeds. I mean, I know my answer. I, just looking at the whole bracket, biggest upset shot you think we see uh, across the six games this weekend? I think we have one or two Saturday, two Saturday, three Sunday, and one Monday, I believe is how that breaks down. So, uh, you know, of the upcoming weekend, before we get into who advances well past this weekend, uh, what's the upset you have circled as one you like? Now, are we saying upsets as the seeding? Because sometimes the seeding is weird with like, because Houston's technically oh, yeah. a four. Strictly seeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, don't worry about Vegas. Well, just the uh, just the seeds. Well, well, that's what I was saying. Because like, technically Houston's a four seed, but I think Cleveland's obviously better. Eh, I don't know. Um, based off this season, I can see the Bills losing to the Steelers. I don't know why. It feels like one of those games <laughs> that they just lose. Um, the Dolphins and Chiefs seems like it's going to be a toss-up just because both those teams don't know how to play good teams. So that's what I kind of see in the AFC, NFC. Rams over Lions. Um Probably. Are they playing? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Rams are playing Mark the Lions. The I can because you, you stole mine. That's, that was the one I think is the Rams won the quietest 10 games I think, in the history of the NFL. Um, and the Lions are not uncommon um, to be associated with playoff failure. Um, I know they won the division, locked up a top four seed. They'll play at home, obviously. This Rams team is pretty good. Stafford going back to Detroit. That's one of the really cool storylines. Um, I I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling Rams there. I have not looked at the spreads. I do not know what it is. I would assume it's the Rams, or excuse me, Lions by probably field goal, two, two and a half, three. Um, but, yeah, I, that Lions game jumps out at me. Uh, you mentioned Houston. I Better quarterback, better receivers. Um, after that, I don't know. Flacco's been to a Super Bowl and won it. So, I mean, that's going to side with the Browns. The rapport is already there with Mari Cooper, David Joku. Um, I, I think that the discrepancy <laughs> in defense is 
is going to decide that one. I think Cleveland gets it done in a seeding upset, although, like you mentioned, they are the better team, but they did not win their division, so they are on the road. Um, it's a division of over 500, which is crazy. That whole division went over 500. Uh, yeah, my Mike Tomlin coach of the year bet doesn't have much life, but I, I think he should get more consideration than what he's getting. Yeah, and like, I mean, at one point they were, what, seven and four, and then they rattled off or something like that, and they lost like three or right. four in a row and then had to win out to get to that 17th or, yeah, 17th straight 10 win season or lo- season without a losing record. So, something ridiculous, yeah. Do we see a bunch of, or, do we think that Baltimore and maybe the 49ers or mostly Baltimore gets a little rusty being off a week and a half? Because I can see the 49ers being fine. I don't that I, I feel like Shanahan has that team different than, say, the Ravens. I don't know about rusty per se, but I think the gap between the one seed and the rest is much, much slimmer in the AFC. I think the Niners are the best team in football. I saw the game against Baltimore. That's fine. Uh, I think anybody in the league would trade a game in December for a game in January or February. So, um, yeah. while I put Brock stock in that, it's not enough for me. Yeah, at best, I think Baltimore's 1B to San Francisco's yeah. 1A. Um, now, Baltimore also put on tape a way to embarrass the Niners. If you, re- if you could replicate any of that, uh, especially defensively, and get Purdy in those same situations where he has to win them the game, um, that's a hell of a recipe, as we saw play out. So, uh, you know, they are mortal. But, I, yeah, I think the Ravens are atop a very wide-open AFC. Um, TJ Watt not suited up for the Steelers. They are abysmal without him. So, I, that does not help. Mason Rudolph going to start the game at quarterback. Uh, this spread has jumped, I believe, into 10 points and beyond, an area the Bills don't do well in. Uh, Skylar Thompson gave them a hell of a game last year uh, in relief from Tua for Miami. So, uh, it, you know, anything can happen. It's why they suit up and play. But um, me and Jacobs Bills, that's what it is. Jacobs the Bills fan because me and him have been on the Bills train ever since um, they kind of bottomed out this year and started surging back upwards. I think they've won five in a row. Um, so, you know, I – Kansas City, it's going to be freezing cold. It's going to be Midwest weather. Miami does not thrive against good teams or bad weather. So I, you could point at either one of those two things. And if you think I put money on Patrick Mahomes to lose to Tua at home in the playoffs, I, you couldn't give it to me. So, um, what do you? But I'm honestly that spread. What is it? I'm looking. I'm trying to pull it up now. Um, ESPN bet has it at four. That, yeah, that feels about Opened right. at three and um, a half, so it only went up half a point. Yeah, it takes a little more money to get it off the key numbers like that, so I'm not too surprised there. Um, I'd certainly expect the public on Kansas City. Uh, but, I I mean, if I had to pick one game to watch in the AFC, it'd be Cleveland-Houston's because I want to see C.J. Stroud, rookie QB, playoff debut, um, all the things. Um, but, you know, I, that being said, I don't know if they get that – done in the game but um yeah i mean i don't know green the two seven the nfc I, I mean dallas just seems to find a way to lose playoff games every year they have not won a super bowl since we've been alive i don't think so obviously if they do make the playoffs they are losing playoff games so uh, i don't know that jordan love as well as he's been playing lately 
is enough. And, you know, Jacob's the QB guru, excuse me. Um, not present, but it, yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, you know, do the Eagles just completely complete the flame out and lose in Tampa Bay to Baker? Probably not, but that's another one where you're going to see um, interesting spread numbers probably just because of how bad uh, Philly has looked in the last six weeks or so. Um, I think they've Is lost AJ five Brown, six. AJ Brown clean? You know, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, and this is on a Tuesday, so. Yeah, that's got to what, Sunday? No, they're playing we'll Monday, get Monday. They? Yeah, they're Monday. So we're, uh, we're six days out. Uh, he's playing. Right. I'm going to go ahead and say that. I, I think so, too. Um, he did not suffer on the Titans this long to sit out playoff games. Uh, no. So, I, yeah. I, it's a hell of a sled of games. Uh, I think that, you know, if the NFL is going to pull a Florida State, and yank the Steelers out and throw a team in there, fine. But uh, thankfully, the NFL does not engage in such idiotic things. So uh, we will see the teams that earned it on the field play for a title, although I I don't think the Steelers played more than four quarters of playoff football. Um, I still think in my head, it's Niners-Bills. Where are you leaning Super Bowl matchup-wise as we embark on the – playoff journey i think i'm it's either gonna i feel like it's gonna be niners bills or niners ravens um but that also scares me because i don't know kyle shanahan's might screw it up so i'm gonna i'm thinking i'm I'm on the niners bills train yeah i mean it's like a season where as soon as we anoint the team as the top dog they get knocked off almost immediately even happened with the niners Middle of midseason rut, they got healthy, came back, then they got smoked by Baltimore. Uh, so it, you know, it really is wide open. But uh, this is the time of year where you prove it. There's no second chances, so uh, it'll be super interesting to see. And um, we will keep the QB rankings coming too. I'll speak on behalf of Jacob. Um, I think tomorrow's release day, maybe. I don't know. Uh, he got some interesting replies uh to his last one so uh clicks are clicks so any feedback is welcome even if it's not positive uh, but you know I, I think it'll be super interesting um and then the coaching carousel is always something to keep an eye on uh we both will certainly uh, but that's about all you know at the moment for nfl but you know we're just a couple days out from starting the super wildcard weekend so we will have plenty to talk about this time next week uh with nfl so yeah looking forward to that uh speaking of nfl i'll have to go by back and double check records but uh we mentioned i mentioned on the twitter going back to the slate show that we very well kept up with um jacob secured um the bets records and the um Overall picks record for college, or for NFL, uh, I do believe that I won the locks. Yeah, I got NFL locks. Um, and when it comes to college, I won. I had the best record for bets and for picks, which was picks was very tight, or they were all tight. We were all within two games of each other. T- locks were tight. So if you take that for what it's worth, we are a lot better at 
knowing college football and picking college football than we are with the NFL. Yeah, uh, we all strive to top each other in our pursuit for aggressive mediocrity. Uh, so congrats to Jacob and his Ghost Riders. Uh, you've been listening to both of them the last 45 minutes or so uh, for putting in winning picks when he is asleep still when games start. So, um, you know, it's never an individual effort with the picks, and uh, it's mostly Bailey tweeting them. So I appreciate that and record-keeping. Um, but, yeah, I was 57% in the NFL last year, so who could have seen that tumbling down this year? Um, yeah, it's tough. I think I finished – over 500, um, you know, shy of the 52% you need to be profitable. But uh, in aggregate, I'm still in the green in NFL over two years, three picks a week, uh, over 17 weeks. So I will hang that banner when I figure out what to put on it. Um, but, yeah, another successful season. Um, we kind of tailed off with the slate show. We all kind of got busy at weird times, and uh, but that will be back. Uh, we're thinking about rolling out an MLB equivalent of that. Five, ten minutes every day just talking about games we want to watch, games we want to bet, things like that. Uh, if a kid in Atlanta is pitching, we'll probably talk about a strikeout prop, uh, which will probably be at like 11 and a half every day next year. So uh, we're looking forward to that too. Um, and then obviously NFL playoffs, NBA getting towards deadline season there. Um, you know, obviously I carry the water as far as that. Uh, Thunder still rolling, as are the usual suspects, Denver, uh, Boston, Milwaukee, less so lately. Uh, but, you know, as that turns into playoffs, we'll touch more on that, just like everything else. Um, and then just everything in between college baseball, college softball, uh, men's college basketball when the tournament starts, and that way we can stop talking about Clemson. And then uh, that's, you know, that's the full menu uh, looking forward. Anything that we missed this past week or several weeks? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, we're going to have a little less to talk about now that our college football, which is near and dear to our heart, is over. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, we'll probably have a good bit to talk about with uh, who's actually going to the draft, draft, stuff like that. Um, spring game talk, spring practice talk, stuff we hear about that. Uh, and I think that's kind of been uh, just recent stuff, really. I mean, we were all just waiting for that national championship game, and it's come and gone. Right, absolutely. So I don't have anything else. I'm just I'm now looking forward to baseball season. Yeah, uh, I'm not, but that's okay. Uh, so <laughs> you know, with that being said, uh, we will defer to next week. Uh, so Apple and Spotify, like usual, we're starting to pick up a little bit of steam. So we appreciate it if you're contributing to that. Uh, if you want Jacob's mythical uh, draft content, NFL, QB, all that kind of stuff, uh, it's on our Twitter at the 1009, and it is posted as soon as he feels like it. So uh, we will try and keep you updated on when that may be. But, um, yeah, looking forward to being back. No more hiatuses. That's my New Year's resolution, uh, getting back to weekly. Uh, putting things out Wednesdays and uh, keeping consistent there. So that is it for this week. And deuces. Subscribe.